Hello, my name is Tim Meskine. I'm Executive Vice President and Chief Officer for EMEA at the accreditation body AACSB International. When I'm not on my bicycle riding through the streets of Amsterdam, I'm listening to the business school question. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Business School Question. I'm your host, Marco Dinovellis, and this is a podcast for anyone considering applying to business school. Every episode, we interview a leading expert from the business school world and ask them one key admissions question to help you on your journey to business school. On today's episode, we're asking the question, why do consulting firms love MBAs? To answer it, we're joined by Keith Bevans, a partner and global head of consultants recruiting at Bain & Company. Bain, the Boston Consulting Group and McKinsey make up the big three management consulting firms, offering exciting job opportunities and super high salaries to their MBA hires. According to the website Management Consulted, MBA graduates at Bain can expect to earn around $185,000 each year, including bonuses with a base salary close to $150,000. Consulting remains one of the most popular career destinations among MBA students on any campus. And every year, Bain, BCG and McKinsey hire thousands of MBA students and grads. Between July 2017 and June 2018, McKinsey hired 1,100 MBAs. Bain plans to hire over 500 consultants this year, the largest incoming class to date, the majority of them MBAs. Keith, you've been at Bain for over 20 years. You're an MBA grad yourself from Harvard Business School. What is it about MBAs that consulting companies like so much? Why do consultancies recruit so many MBA students and grads? I think there's several reasons for why we really like to see MBAs coming through our pipeline and why we recruit from a lot of the top MBA programs around the world. To me, it really comes down to the breadth of talent and expertise and the diversity of backgrounds that are on the top MBA campuses. Uh, What we find when we recruit at those schools is people who are coming from various different industries, literally all around the world, uh, and some of the best business minds that are out there. And they're not only networking with each other, but they're learning from their professors in a pretty engaged uh, learning environment. And we really like the experiences that they bring to the table when they join Bain and Company. So when we hire an MBA grad, we're finding people who tend to be global citizens, who tend to think about problems on a global scale. um, And the diversity of experiences that they had allows them to plug right into Bain and Company in any one of our industries and capability areas and and start helping their clients succeed in their industries. Um, So it's just been a very rich source of talent for us uh, for, for decades now. Fantastic. And and as an MBA graduate yourself, uh, do do you think your experience really prepared you for a career in consulting? Well, I might be a little bit different because I was a consultant before I went back for my MBA. But over time, I've seen my classmates that started with me after I finished my MBA. And, uh, you know, in the 15 years since I finished my MBA, I've seen, you know, tons of people come through Bain and Company from the MBA program. And I do think that the experience of, an, of the MBA programs, especially the ones we're recruiting from, really do help people transition into a career in consulting. You know, most programs are helping students think like business leaders, think like owners, and not just learn how to consult to CEOs, but also think about her business strategy and help her think about the operations required to execute that strategy and the organization required to execute the operations and the strategy overall. So 
I really do think that the experience of an MBA helps people uh, drop into an environment like Bain & Company, where we're helping our clients be disruptors in their industries, innovate, so on and so forth. Um, that's what they've basically spent two years training their mind to do. And, and we really are, are lucky to have so many of them interested in joining us when they finish. And obviously, there's other degrees available at business schools. Um, how does the MBA compare to those other degrees? You're, you're after MBAs, but people do masters in management, masters in finance. Um, are those people interesting to, to consulting firms as well? And do they offer something different? That's a great question. The answer is yes and yes. So we are supremely interested in all of those different programs, not just the Masters of Finance, Master of Management degrees, but we're also seeing an uptake in the Master of Science and Analytics uh, programs and other sort of joint dis or multidisciplinary or joint degree programs where students are learning sort of the business fundamentals that an MBA might provide, but augmenting that degree in the experience by going deep in technology or going deep in big data or advanced analytics uh, machine learning and those types of things. Um, as our business has grown, uh, not only are we looking for people who want to be general management consultants, uh, but also looking for people who have sort of inability in different areas, whether that's advanced analytics or digital design or you know, agile innovation, so on and so forth. So we are, are actually very interested in seeing candidates from a variety of different degree programs. The core MBA will probably always be a big part of our hiring. I don't see that changing any time in the future. What I do see changing is the level of, the, excuse me, the number of people that we have coming in with those other types of degree programs that schools are adding, primarily to meet the market need and the demands of the business community globally. Uh, and we're happy to participate in that because our clients are looking for that expertise as well. Obviously, it's a role with lots of competition. Uh, everyone's got their eyes firmly on careers in consulting. What, what can an MBA student do to stand out from the crowd uh, in terms of skills, personality, characteristics? What, what do you look for in the uh, MBAs you recruit? So there's a baseline level of skills that I think any candidate that's interested in pursuing a career at Bain & Company needs to provide. You know, we are looking for sort of skills in three areas, and we test for them in the interview. And they're also the same skills that we want our consultants developing when they join Bain & Company. And that, you know, those three buckets are problem solving, their ability to frame a problem, sort of define the analysis, execute the analysis, and, and generate insights that lead to action from that analysis. The second one is around sort of, we'll call it client and communication skills. And that's all about their ability to take their problem solving ability and actually use it to connect with people and, and drive different actions um, and, and really communicate the insights, which are often coming from really complicated analyses, but communicate them in a way that's easily digestible. I like to say, you know, if people could just Gerberize their analysis, you know, make it as easy to digest as baby food. Um, that's, that's really what you're after. We know it's really complicated, but the hard part of what we're doing is actually taking something that's very complicated and breaking it down into a very simple explanation that people understand and can act on. And then the third thing is, is being really team oriented. Uh, you know, we are not the type of culture where, you know, my success depends on you being less successful. It's, it's actually the opposite at Bain & Company, where my success is tied to your success because we will win um, big or we will win small as a team. You know, we expect to win, but we're going to do it together. That sort of baseline hasn't changed over time. The things, and so any candidate that's applying to Bain has to be strong in those three areas where I think, you know, you can really stand out is a couple of different ways. There's sort of 
one set of things around personality or characteristics or personal traits, which just being passionate about what you're doing and, and wanting to do more than just have a job or get a job or do more than just be in the presence of a senior leadership team, but really be passionate about doing a fantastic job and not just helping that client and that leadership team and that company succeed, but help them be sort of the the upstarts, the transformational, you know, disruptive innovators and being really passionate about that is one thing. And the second sort of personal characteristic that I think candidates stand out in is the people we hire tend to be really humble. Um, you know, they tend to have phenomenal backgrounds and phenomenal experiences, but you don't get that in the first five seconds of talking to them. What you get is an interest in them learning about your experience if you're a client. You get them learning about sort of what you've seen work and not work before. And and although they're very smart, very well educated and have a lot of fantastic experience, they're humble enough to learn from the people around them. The second piece of it, I would say, that really helps candidates stand out is when they understand the differences between the big three strategy consulting firms. You know, at Bain & Company, we work with our clients. We work collaboratively as a team, and we work collaboratively with that team that includes clients. We don't work at our clients. We don't work for our clients. We work with our clients. And understanding how that manifests itself day to day does help us understand that this candidate's really done their homework. You know, at Bain, your business card says Bain & Company, but you actually join a home office which means you're part of a smaller community within the larger firm that really is trying to you know, support you and develop you and help you grow professionally. You have a staffing manager in your home office that's looking out for what your long-term career goals are and helping you plot your course at pain to do that. You know, and our home office model doesn't mean that you're just working near the city that you're, you sort of call home. It means that you're working you know, coast to coast in the U.S. or around the world, depending on where you're based, but you're working with a team from your office. And so you're part of a team that, you know, I might work with you, Marco, or with, with, you know, other people at the firm. When the project's done, I'll still see them. I'll still be able to build on that mentee-mentor relationship that we started because we're in the same office. We might even work together again in the future. Candidates that understand the subtle differences between the firms and how those manifest themselves day to day, those are the candidates that stand out. Because when they say they want to work at Bain & Company, they're a lot more credible when I know that they've done their homework and they really know what they're asking for. Absolutely, Keith. And, and going back to those skills and characteristics that a consultant needs, and you were talking from a Bain perspective, but but is is that the same to say for anyone going to any consulting company? Those are the sort of core aspects that make a good consultant. I think at some level, the answer to that has to be yes. But what I think is different about the way we view it is for us, they're critically important. You know, when, when we've, been, we've been growing, you know, for the last 26 years, we've averaged 14% growth a year. And that's astounding when you realize that, you know, most of the people that we hire, we're going to hire in out of a bachelor program as associate consultants, or in this case, you know, in this context, out of an MBA program or a PhD program as consultants. We're not going to hire in a ton of you know, very senior people um, so as we're growing our business that way, we're growing the number of managers and the number of partners at the firm from the people that we hire. And so for us, you know, those three buckets of abilities, those personal characteristics, the knowledge of the firm and understanding what you're getting into become critically important because I'm actually hiring a company with an eye towards them being the future leaders of the firm. That is very different from firms that aren't growing as quickly where, you know, they're hiring people on a sort of two to three year horizon and looking forward to them being alumni someday. 
And focusing more specifically on Bain now going forward, what what business schools uh, does Bain recruit from and, and why? You know, we recruit the, the majority of our MBAs from the, the top programs, sort of I'll, I'll, I'll collectively refer to them as the usual suspects. You know, we're, we are active. I'm personally active with my team uh, and our offices around the world, probably on, you know, 20 to 25 different campuses every year around the world. You know, what I think surprises most people is that when we actually pulled the data, uh, I think at this point, it's probably about a year ago, uh, we actually had incoming consultants from over 60 different MBA programs. And I think there's a perception out there that if you don't go to a top 10 program or a top five program, uh, you know, a firm like Bain is just out of reach. And what I tell people is you know, our growth means that we have to look uh, everywhere we can to find the absolute best people. Now, a lot of them will be at the top 15, top 20 MBA programs, but we recognize that life situations affect the, the, the career options and the, the school options that people have available to them. And we recognize that there are plenty of great schools around the world with really great people. And we're thrilled that we've actually been able to hire you know, so many people from so many of those programs. On those business schools that you recruit from outside the US, I imagine, you know, your, your Harvard and Wharton uh, type schools, uh, do you recruit from any business schools outside the US? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I personally make the trip to um, LBS and NCIs, both of their uh, big campuses each year. Uh, but we're recruiting from you know, HEC, we're recruiting from IE, we're recruiting from EASA. Uh, you know, we, we look at STEMs uh, in Europe as a way to, to continue diversifying our talent pool. Um, and that's just some of the schools that we're recruiting from outside the U.S. So, you know, there, there actually is um, a, you know, a big effort that we're putting forward trying to find the best students. Um, everywhere, recognizing that, you know, while the MBA is probably a bigger deal inside the U.S. than it is outside the U.S., when you look globally, um, there's still a lot of really fantastic programs with great, you know, all over the world. Uh, and one of the big differences between U.S. MBA programs and those in Europe is the internship in the U.S. It's certainly um, almost rite of passage that, that people do a summer internship between first and second years and programs in Europe are, are often one year programs. Um, so how important is, is doing an internship at Bain when it comes to getting a full time job at Bain? You know, what percentage of your interns are going on to work for Bain? How important is that experience in, in your mind as, as the recruiter? That is a great question. And it is one that I get pretty much every time I get my passport stamped and go to a campus. Uh, so I know it's on the minds of a lot of people. I think it's important for me to say what I'm about to say in the context of knowing that we absolutely hire people um, who did not intern at Bain and Company. Uh, we're actually in the, in the process right now of full-time recruiting for people um, on, on MBA campuses. Um, look, at the end of it all, um, the, the, Summer associate program is a really important on-ramp for Bain & Company. You know, one of the things that I really encourage students, if you're fortunate enough to get the summer offer, you should take it because that is, to me, one of the best ways for us to get a sense of whether or not you're a great fit for Bain with the skills that you bring to the table analytically, you know, communication-wise and team-wise. But it's also a really great opportunity for students to get to know us a little bit and get to know whether or not consulting and specifically consulting at Bain and & Company and the way we approach collaborating with clients and thinking about disruptive innovation is a good fit for what it is they want to do. We are now in my sixth recruiting season in my global consultant recruiting role. Uh, this past summer, we had our sixth largest summer associate program in a row, um, and we don't see that slowing down anytime soon. Um, 
The truth of the matter is, uh, and I can say this pretty confidently because there's enough information online you can piece it together, about 90% of the interns that we bring in for the summer every summer um, get a full-time offer to return, and nearly all of them accept that offer. And what that means is as we continue to grow the summer program, uh, you know, the more the more interns that I hire, the more selective I, I can be or, or will have to be when full-time recruiting comes along. Now, the good news is the way we're growing, we will you know, continue to do full-time recruiting in all of our offices, and I don't perceive that going away. I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. But for students that want to do a summer associate you know, internship and consulting, we're a great place for that. I think the other part of your question, though, is you know, if, if my school doesn't allow me to have a summer program, you know, what, what should I do? Am I out of luck? And the answer is absolutely not. And what's your advice for someone who maybe did a summer internship at another company um, or didn't do one with a two-year program but is, is still trying to apply to Bain uh, when, the program, when it comes to graduation? Uh, how, how should they go about it? Yeah, I think the you know, students who didn't do an internship with Bain or may not have done an internship in consulting at all should know a couple of things. First of all, the, the recruiting cycle, and I'll speak specifically about MBA programs for your audience's sake, you know, the recruiting cycle for MBA hires is very early relative to some other industries. So it's typical, you know, students will get back to school at the end of summer, sort of right at the beginning of September. And a lot of times the resume deadline comes really fast one or two weeks in, maybe three weeks in. And so I think it's important that they, they know that cycle because if they worked in industry, they may have found that job you know, later in the fall or, or over the winter or potentially even after the holidays. And they come back to campus, they think about what they want to do, and then they look up in January and go, okay, it's time for me to start thinking about a full-time job. And most consulting firms are done, <laughs> right? And so I think it's important they get ready to go right away when they get back. And then the, the other thing that I, I, I advise people is, you know, it's not that important to me that you've done consulting with your summer internship if you were able to have one in your program. It's more important to me that you've rounded out the business skill set that you're developing in business school and that you, you worked on something over the summer that had you look at a, a complex problem that, that people had thought about but hadn't been able to solve and that you were able to dig in and do the things that you would do at Bain & Company that you were able to sort of frame the problem in a way where the questions and the data needs were understood, that you were able to structure your analysis, do the analysis, uh, generate the insight, and make a recommendation that people can act on. And I think you can do that you know, working in a variety of different industries, um, even if you weren't doing consulting. And the truth of the matter is, even if you did do consulting, chances are you'll work on one, maybe two clients and do almost the same thing. So it's not critical that you do a consulting internship, but it is critical that you build that problem-solving analytic skill set that you would need if you were to join Bain & Company. Um, if we talk more generally now um, about consulting as an industry, if, uh, if I'm considering business school now as a route into consulting, what should I know about how the industry is changing and what should I be aware of? There's a lot of talk right now about how the industry is changing. And, you know, there's a lot of talk around you know, agile innovation and machine learning and advanced analytics and how that's changing the consulting industry. You know, for those of us who have been in the industry for, for multiple decades now, which is surprising to me, actually, you know, I've, been, I've been at Bain for 22 years. And I think what people are missing is the fact that you know, technological disruption in the industry is actually normal. The only thing that's changing is the headline that it comes out under. 
You know, when I joined Bain, you know, companies were thinking, should we get a website? <laughs> it's hard to imagine that in 2018, but that was the question back in the mid-90s. Should we get a website? And then you fast forward a couple of years and it's, should we have an app? And, and how should we engage in the app? And then you fast forward, you know, should, should we have a social media account? How should we engage our customers on social media? And, and every couple of years, there's this new disruptive innovation that comes through and everybody acts like we've never been through a disruptive innovation cycle in the past. And I think people need to understand that the one thing that has changed is your, is the need to get down the learning curve really quickly. You know, in the past, those big innovations might have come, you know, three or four years apart, and now they're coming a year apart or months apart. Um, and you have to be comfortable sort of staying on top of those changes, you know, in real time. That's one thing that that is different for those who are looking at consulting now versus a couple of years ago. The other thing that I would say is that, um, you know, the complexity of the industry in terms of, you know, we are bringing at Bain & Company sort of our general management expertise and thinking like owners and thinking about how to drive results to the table as we've always done. But now we're bringing a lot more expertise in our practice areas and people who are, you know, leading experts in the world around, you know, customer strategy, around operations, around, you know, um, healthcare, et cetera. And that to, the, to bear from inside Bain, but we also have a full ecosystem of partnerships and we're bringing, you know, software developers and we're bringing you know, other sort of analytics experts and data science PhDs to our case teams and to our clients because they have more complex problems they need to solve that might go beyond what you typically find in an MBA student who was in industry prior to that. And so I think the change is that we're bringing the same expertise we've always brought, but we're also augmenting that expertise with people who have a lot of depth in other areas that our clients need today. And the complexity of how that all comes together to deliver results for the client, that is different. That's honestly, Marco, that, that a new MBA would need to worry about. They, they will have a place to play and we will train them and support them and develop them. But as they think longer term about what a career in consulting looks like, the diversity of skills that they're going to need to bring to the table to help support their clients is going to continue increasing. And that's going to make it more complicated as time goes on. And people with a unique selling point talking about standing out from the crowd, you know, if, if you were previously worked as a doctor and then did an MBA and wanted to get into consulting, those, do those people really stand out that they can, they can uh, target these niches? One of the ways that, that we think about it is, you know, in addition to your work experience and your MBA and your undergraduate degree, is, you know, ours, do you have, you know, we'll say, in a, are you enabled in different areas? You know, myself, for example, as an electrical engineer who finished uh, his master's degree at MIT with seven internships under his belt, you know, I had a ton of telecom experience. And so my ability to understand some of the things that our technology clients were dealing with, you know, as a consultant was a little bit higher than somebody who may not have had that same background. And as you think about the types of skills and the types of problems our clients are facing today, you know, if you talk to a CEO and she doesn't have digital innovation in the top three items on her agenda, she probably won't be CEO very long, <laughs> right? And so as you think about coming to Bain where we're working with that CEO on, on her top three issues or her top four or five issues to support the future of her business, you know, being a consultant that understands some of those things becomes a pretty nice add to, to your resume, a nice little feather in your cap, if you will. But I think, again, you know, the pace of change across a lot of industries is really important. And so, 
you know, digital gets all the headlines and sort of takes up all the air in the room. But the truth of the matter is, if you're somebody who has a background in pharma and you're familiar with clinical trials and drug development, you know, our clients are facing more sophistication in those areas. You know, if you're uh, if you're a chemical engineer or a geologist and you have an expertise in sort of oil field exploration, you know, chances are that's tops on the agenda for some of our, our energy clients. I do think that the expertise can help. Um, and as industry has gotten more complicated and, and sort of you end up with these narrow, narrow experts at certain companies dealing with pretty peculiar issues to those industries, being enabled in certain areas will absolutely help. It's not exclusive, and I don't see a scenario where we're only looking for people who can point to their specific area of expertise. But I do think we'll see more of those candidates come through, and I think we'd be happy to, happy to talk with them. What we've picked up here is that with the pace of change across industries, adaptability, flexibility, agility, these are all key skills. And, and this, at the end of the day, is, is what an MBA gives you. And maybe that's why consulting firms love MBAs. You know, that, that is exactly right. You know, I, I think that you know, even speaking from my own personal experience, you know, I had, had seen a lot of different things over my four years at Bain before I went back to business school. But, you know, I didn't go super deep in the theory behind certain aspects of, of the program that I got to go deep in as part of my MBA. So in some way, it sort of gave me a very high level of proficiency across a broad spectrum of skills that allowed me to be a much better consultant and a much better business person on the back end. And that that breadth of, of skill with, with a high level of proficiency is exactly what we continue to see and value from MBA programs around the world. That's it. Well, thank you, Keith, very much for your time. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Business School Question. Do look out for our next episode where we'll be asking Richard Coward, founder and CEO of China Admissions, why should you go to business school in China? You can download our podcast on iTunes on your iOS device, open the podcast app, then tap browse at the bottom of the screen and type in the business school question. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate and review it on iTunes. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Tell your colleagues and friends. The business school question is brought to you by the team at Business Because, without a doubt, my favourite online publisher dedicated to graduate management education. Whether you're considering an MBA, EMBA or Business Master's programme, read more Business School news and get practical resources to help your business school application on businessbecause.com.